0: All right, I'm here with the legendary icon of boxing, Larry Holmes. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm okay, man. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing blessed, man. I'm alive and well in this COVID situation, so, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, that's the only complaint we got, <laughs> so we might as well deal with it. Right, Exactly. Okay, so I don't want to take too much of your time, so I'm just going to jump right in and start asking you these questions because you have such a illustrious career from where you started and where you ended, so I want to run through it real quick. And in the beginning, like, what made you start boxing? Like, how did you get into boxing? You know, when the young kid at the PAL, the
1: Boys Club, Boys and Girls Club, you know, you go there, all the kids go there and they put on boxing gloves and say, I could beat you, I could beat you. And then, you know, you put on the gloves and you find out. But I didn't know it was going to stick to me. I just was doing it for the head cover, you know, having fun. Get right. out there and hit some young kid in the mouth. He'd go home and tell his mom on me. <laughs> and that guy kept going, you know. Otherwise, he hit me we were boxing, so that's, that's the way it goes.
0: Right. Okay, so you started getting into boxing. you down at the Boys and Girls Club. And how long was it before you worked your way up to becoming Ali's sparring partner? Well, that wasn't too long because I tell
1: you what, after after about a year or two years training with Muhammad Ali, you know, that was my goal, going watching him work out. I used to go to Deer Lake, you know, pretty much every week and watch Ali train and box with the other guys. And, and I never thought that I was going to be a spawn partner, but I, I was telling him that, hey, you know, I box too, you know. I'm an amateur, but I box. So he said, let me see what you got. So we boxed around a little bit. He you, You're pretty good, boy. You're pretty good. Come up here tomorrow, and we box a few rounds. And that's how I got started. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you, you started, and you you were – Sparring with Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali, he's like huge at this time, right? He was already heavyweight champ and all that. He was bad. He was he was good. I mean, you know, but you know,
1: he didn't try to hurt me. He, that's one thing I gotta say. He didn't try to hurt me. A couple times though, I hit him a couple good times to let him know that I was out there, and then he, then he let me know that I just can't hit him when I wanna wanted, wanted to. But uh, we had we had a good time, you know. And then I developed into being a sparring partner for him. I traveled with him, and I you know I, I became steady.
0: How how important was like how big of an impact did Muhammad Ali have on you? Like what was he like an icon back in those days, or how was he revered amongst you know you as a up and coming boxer? Well, i tell you what, you know, he had a lot of
1: influence on me, and he had a lot of influence on people because, you know, he always seemed like every time since I met him, he always had the mouth. He always talked. I always said, I'm the I'm this, I'm that. I can do this. And I can do that. And, you know, I you know, <laughs> I want, I tried it. I tried it out. You know, I said, let me see. So I went out there, and he hit me a few times and convinced me that uh, he is a gem. So... <laughs> I had to stop and learn how
0: to do it before I got involved in it. Right. Okay. Uh, I just recently watched your fight against Muhammad Ali. And then, you know, I was watching some other clips of interviews with you and him. And then I seen this one where it's you. This is like, I think you're like in the dressing room after you fought him. And you were like crying. And then the interviewer asked you why you are crying. And then um, you said your answer. So, do you remember why you were crying?
1: Well, you know, Ali was my legend. He was a legend around the world, and and I was, you know, just to get in the ring with him. And you know, he, 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 you know, when you're hitting him and hurting him, you don't want to do that. That's your idol. So that's what I did. I did it. And um, they told me, don't worry about it. It'll be a lot more. There'll be a lot more punches coming. As long as he's staying in this ring, so you might as well forget about it. Go out there and do your thing and don't worry about it. That's what I did.
0: Mm, right. I remember seeing one of the, I think it was the Ali, one of the Ali movies or it was the Don King movie, where in the movie, like it had you after you guys fought and he's laying in his bedroom, um, in his dressing room or whatever, and you go in there and you like apologize to him and you, you tell him that he should stop boxing or whatever. Did something like that really happen?
1: Yeah, I was told him, I said, you know, I love you, man, and I'm sorry. You know, I said, man, don't worry about that. He said, don't worry about me. I'm o- I'm OK. I'm the champ. I'm the greatest, you know, winning that part. And it made me laugh. As a matter of fact, I was laughing, you know, a lot of that. Because he was comical. Even when I hit him and, and hurt him, I know I hurt him. He made some jokes out of it. No, nah, and then he let me travel with him. Like I said, I went to the Philippines with him. I went to Africa with him. I, I was a little kid, you know, in a candy store. And right. thanks to Muhammad Ali giving me the opportunity to work with him.
0: Okay, definitely. Where would you, Where would you rank Ali among the all-time greats, even including yourself? Like, where would you rank Ali?
1: Well, you know this is going to be very hard for me to tell you, but I was the greatest. <laughs> I was the greatest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you know, he, Ali was—he was okay. He used to say that to him, like, "I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest." He showed sure it, man. He the greatest. He can't take this punch, bang, bang. You know, <laughs> and um, he—he <laughs> he, he come out there and he tried to bang me down a little bit. But you know, I held my own. But I always had the respect for Muhammad Ali, man. always had respect because he was the champ. He was the man that gave me the opportunity. He, He was the man that I learned a whole lot from in the game of boxing.
0: Right. Okay. All right, now let's move on from Ali and let's talk about Mike Tyson because you also fight Mike Tyson. You're like one of the few people that fought Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. And... At the time, you fought Mike Tyson. Like, tell us what made you want to fight him because it was, like, at the end of your career and... Um,
1: yeah, I had quit. I had quit boxing. I had stopped. That. I thought right. I'm not fighting no more. So I took two years off.
0: why? Wait, let me stop you real quick. Why did you quit? You were just done?
1: Yeah, I, was, I fought everybody. Mike Tyson was still coming up. He wasn't nobody then, and uh, he was just coming up and, uh, you know... Don King came with a pocket full of money and kind of hard to, hard to turn down. Right. And then, yeah, Okay, we'll get Mike Tyson. So he gave, me, he gave me time to get ready for the fight because he knows I wasn't training. And then I said, okay, fine. Then I got in there and then signed the contract. And then next thing you know, the contract changed. He, he made it quicker because I thought I had more time to get ready for it. But when right. I did up that contract, <laughs> I didn't have no time. So, you know, I thought, okay, what the hell? I'm not going to turn out $3.5 million. I might as well get this money. Right. <laughs> because I knew I could beat this guy. But uh, it didn't turn out that way. You know, Mike Tyson came out, banged me, to beat me, knocked me out. And um, he, you know, he, he fought a good fight. But I tell you what, if I had. More time, like Don King gave me, said he gave me at first. I'd have beat Mike Tyson. I would beat Mike. I know I would have because I could back, I can move, I stayed up. But he, he caught me and he caught me when I wasn't really ready. So we should be a rematch, you know? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Tyson, uh, Larry Hall's rematch. Uh, do you? Do you? Do you think that might have been? Um, don King's strategy to not give you enough time because just the fact that you're such a big fighter and you had an excellent jab like that yeah. is a formula for trouble for tyson
1: don king know what he was doing man you know he didn't get to beat don king you know the, the big time promoter by <laughs> getting taken advantage of you know he took advantage but uh, it, it was, i didn't have no problem with that might beat me. Okay, you know, and I thought that I could have done a better job if I had the more time, but I didn't have that, so I just took the better with this week. Mike beat me, beat me fair and square, and I shook his hand, and he shook my hand, and, and we wished each other the best, and I went on about my business, and I told him one day, one day I'm going to get back, but I that they never showed up.
0: Right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Don King for a minute. Like, now that your boxing career is over, how do you think he treated you? Like, in one of those movies, like, it, it, like you didn't have no like for him at all. So is that true, or how was it? I,
1: I liked Don, and I, I liked him. I to take him or leave him, because, you know, Don was for Don. And, you know, when, when he put me out there with Mike Tyson, he knew damn well I wasn't ready for Mike Tyson. But, you know, he knew damn well that, I couldn't turn down that kind of money you know what i'm saying so we went on out there and i did my best to try to get to mike and uh it didn't it didn't work but i i don't regret it because you know i put three and a half million dollars in my pocket
0: right yeah it's so you
1: that's, know. That's what it was all about the money you know
0: mm-hmm. what with all your dealings with don king because you were with him for a while yeah it, like, the perception of him in that is that he, like, took advantage of a lot of fighters. And is that – is all those things that yeah. – is that stuff true? He,
1: he he give it to you and take it away from you at the same time. But he was smart. He was smarter than us. Most fighters don't have and didn't have the education that, you know, to go out there and, and get your stuff and, and keep it on going. Only way you be done is you get it first. Then you get away from it. But if you stay out there he gonna end up getting he's gonna end up getting you. That's the way it is. He's he's the guy from Cleveland, Ohio, on Euclid Avenue, where everything is happening was back then. Everything was happening. So uh he was there then if I won he he's still because I signed the contract. If I lose if I win, you got me. If I lose, you got me. So we had it both on both sides. So Man. I I just went on and did what I could do and hoped that, prayed that Mike Tyson didn't hurt me or whatever, but uh, I was going to give it my all, and that's what I did. I, I four rounds of fighting with Mike Tyson, some guys didn't even make one round, so,
0: you know, I was I was ahead of the game. Right, and that was even after you came out of retirement to do it, so that's yeah. definitely an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, you know, and Mike, Mike says it, Larry's, uh if if you were in shape and had more time, you you would have beaten me. That's what Mike Tyson told me, and he knew I would have beat him because I I had to I had to jab man the right hands and I know how to move. I
0: was the man. <laughs> right, yeah, for real. Okay, yeah. let's let's talk about another fight that I, I just watched this fight last night, man. I always like watching this. I didn't catch it when it happened. But I want to talk about the fight you had with um, Butterbee. Oh,
1: that was
0: fun fight. That was what? Fun. I had fun with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was, you really outclassed him. You were like, how old were you, 42? Or I don't know, somewhere up there. <laughs> I, think, I think you were like 40, 42, and he was like 32 or something like that. It was like a big age difference. And you had been out of boxing like how many years, you think?
1: Yeah, I was, like, I was like five years out of boxing. But you know what? You see, money, that's what it does. It changes you. You know, you think you can do something when you know you shouldn't be trying to do it, you know? But you know what? It was it was a good fight. But the, the boy Butterbean, he takes a heck, heck of a punch because I hit it. I hit that guy with right hand, man, the left foot. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept coming, you know? So yeah. But, you know, but he had an attitude. And if I'd have known he had that attitude before I signed the contract, I'd have I'd have really trained harder to knock him out. But it was it was it was okay fight. I made well, and he went, went the distance with me, but that, that's a, that's okay.
0: What 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 attitude? Like what did he do that demonstrated an attitude? Well, you know, you know, we friends. We we are like you
1: and I. We friends. We talking about hey, yeah, that did and and. And then you go out there and you do it. Then next thing you know, he's turned hes mad at you because you did something that, you know. Oh,
0: cause you beat him. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: like a like a poor loser kind of.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was—poor loser. Yeah.
0: What did you think about him? Cause they were like—I remember this time when they were like really pumping him up. Like some of yeah. his knockouts would be on yeah. T on the news, and he wasn't fighting nobody, so. I didn't value it, but there were a certain crowd of people that thought he was really like a good. Well, they
1: thought I was finishing, washed up, you know, but no, I wasn't washed up. And I could fight. I still can fight. And and I know how to box. What you do, you box a guy like that, you don't let him catch you. You circle around, round and round, round and round, back and forth, back and forth. And you get in there, you hit, throw your punches and everything, and keep right on going. But he didn't like that. He wanted me to come in and fight him. I'm not a fighter, I'm a boxer. I'm going to hit you and and get out of the the way of it because you're going to try to hit me with the hard punches you got. Get get rid of me. Could you imagine if he didn't knock me out? The world would have went crazy. Right. Larry Owens out. (laughs) out. But um, it was okay. He he didn't like me. We didn't didn't speak after the fight or nothing, you know? We didn't shake Mm. hands or nothing. Because
0: he was attitude because I beat him. Right. Going into that fight, did you know like you were just going to outclass him like you did? Or did you give him more credit than he maybe should have deserved?
1: No, I gave him a little bit more respect than he deserved. But I tell you what. I knew he was gonna fight me. I knew he was gonna fight hard because we got 400 white people in the audience rooting for him and only mm-hmm. black people rooting for me. So <laughs> it was be a hard fight, you know what I mean? Because he, he was pumped up and I watched him in the dressing room, shaking and getting ready. You know, I knew it was gonna be a hard fight, but I was, I was there to fight. And uh, I wasn't gonna let him have, just have his way with me. I was gonna do my, what I had to do and uh, try to get him out of there. I hit him with some hell of a shot. I hit him with some punches, man, that he should have been out. But, you know, he, he was that strong. He was ready.
0: Yeah, he was so heavy. You know, the more weight you have, sometimes it allows you to absorb more punishment. And he was probably like 300.
1: And, I don't know what he was. I don't remember that. But, you know, he yeah. big and strong. And he didn't care. He hit me below the belt a few times. He didn't care. You know, and that's the kind of a guy that you don't really want to fight unless you really get him some money. You know, I was getting paid, but I thought I should have been getting much more than what I received because of uh, the low punches and everything else that he, had, he hit me with. And, uh, mm. But it's okay; I ended up winning the fight, and so be it.
0: Okay, do you do you keep up with current boxing? Do you watch like the young fighters, the up and coming fighters now? Or, you know, like the well-known fighters, at least?
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I keep up with uh, a lot of them. They, the, they little guys. And they don't really turn me on. Because, you know, if they're like Sugar Ray Leonard, man, I, I'm going to go watch that. You know, Tom Hearns, I'm going to go watch that, you know. Right. But uh, these guys here, you don't really know them. And TV is now just starting to put these guys on TV so people get to know who they are and what they fight like. But right now, I can't tell you who the light heavyweight champion is, or the middleweight champion is, or the heavyweight champion is, you know,
0: because it's so mixed up. Okay. Um, Let me ask you this question. I know you keep – I know you're very familiar with these two fighters. All right. The other day um, I had Keith Thurman on, and I interviewed him, and I asked him this question, and I'm going to ask you the same question. I asked him, who's – career who had the better career basically between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao you got Floyd Mayweather 50 and 0 undefeated you got Pacquiao the champion of eight different weight classes and you know puts on exciting fights but you got Floyd Mayweather who made all the money took the probably the least amount of punishment so when you look at both of their careers who do you think had the better career Mayweather,
1: of course. Mayweather had the best career because he he didn't get hit a lot and he got paid a lot, you know, because you couldn't catch because he he, was a, he he would move up in and out, in and out, around, circle. He get you drunk before he mugs you, and uh, <laughs> that's what he did, man. He he <laughs> he can, he can box, and he didn't get hit a lot, and that's game that's the main thing. Get in there. And punch a guy, knock the heck out of him, and uh, come on out of the ring so and go home and spend a lot of your money and be happy. Didn't get hurt. He didn't get straight, he didn't get a stretch. And uh, right. that's, that's what made him. Hurt.
0: Okay, in that I'm gonna uh act like if I was on the other side, so I'm on the Pacquiao side of the fence, and I'm gonna give you some things that his fans might say to um dispute what you said. So how valuable is the being the champion of eight different weight classes? How how b- valuable is that? That doesn't equal to 50 and 0 in your eyes?
1: But what it does, it give you bragging rights. You know, you go out there and you win and win and win and win and, and don't lose. You got bragging rights, man. Nobody can talk. They can say anything they want, but they, but you didn't lose. You know, they can say, oh, you weren't this and here, but beat you over there, beat you over there. It's bragging rights. You got the bragging rights. Like Muhammad Ali had bragging rights. You know, I'm the greatest. I'm this. I'm pretty. He had all that bragging rights because he used to back it all up. Mayweather backs it up. And he got some money in his pocket. And he got out of the game. And he did not get hurt. That's what, that's the bottom line.
0: Right. Yeah. The name of the game is to hit and not get hit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I seen in the interview Marquez, he fought both of them. He knocked – Manny Pacquiao once, and um, he lost to Mayweather. But he said Floyd Mayweather was smarter, and that's why before they fought, he said he was going to win because he's going to outthink him, and he's just smarter in the ring.
1: Well, and, and the, the smartness helps a lot, but, you know, if you've got a guy that's not going to move out, boxing is strange because Martin Mayweather is not a guy that takes the punch. He ain't going to to hit and don't get hit. That's what boxing is all about. So you go in there, hit him, and hit him, and hit him, and hit him, and when he comes in there to hit you, you tie him up and hold him. And that's what Mayweather had. That's why they. That's why he got a lot of money in his pocket right now. got <laughs> his companies going on, you know. Uh. But uh, he, he he was a good fighter, and I don't think he should make a comeback either. Because they boom out there say he's gonna make a comeback, but uh, he shouldn't
0: make a comeback. Just stay where you are. And, and sit back and relax and enjoy life. Right. So why do you think I'm? I'm remember, I'm acting like I'm on Pacquiao's side of the fence. Pacquiao won Fighter of the Decade. Why do you think he would win that over Mayweather? Political. Politics. You know, you if you wanna win
1: you win like if I if I'd have kept on going and didn't knock Jerry Cooney out, he would have won the title, he'd have won the championship. Mm-hmm. They had it already set up. Jerry, Poonley, next champ.
0: Right. What about um, Pacquiao fans who say Floyd Mayweather he runs all the time when he's fighting, and he chose to he chose his fights more wisely, not taking on the toughest opponents. You know that's what, what critics I'm, say. I'm gonna tell you what Mayweather did. He chose his fights. And that's what you supposed
1: to do. That's good management. You choose who you want to fight. We don't just don't fight nobody just to fight him just because you think you can win. You got to be two things. You got to have some money. You got to have that money ready to give it, give them, and you got to be able to move like he moved, circle like he circle, punch like he punched. stay there and take it like he took it. And that's the way it is. He Mayweather, Mayweather. I can't. I don't see nothing negative about this guy because because he was that good, you know what I mean? He fought when he wanted to fight, and then when he wanted, when he didn't want to fight no more, he didn't fight, you know? And I congratulate him for being that, being smart, being, being able to get out of the game with all your faculties.
0: That's what he thought about. Yeah, it's such a brutal sport that that should be a high priority for every yeah. fighter. Yes. All right, so now since you – Came out of retirement and did a couple extra fights. What do you think about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? They're going to be fighting an exhibition fight. I think it's eight rounds, and it's I think it's going to be next month. So, um, would what kind of input you have on that or advice to either of those fighters? Well, I hope they go. I hope that I hope they go out there and do what
1: they're supposed to do. Fight like exhibition not fight to knock each other out or say I beat Roy Jones, he, he's too small for Mike Tyson, he's small. And uh, he's gonna have to run around the ring, run around the ring, hit and, hit and get out, hit and get out. And Mike gonna have to chase him down. And that's it, you know, cause he don't, he don't need that. What, what do you need it for? The guy's okay financially, he's okay. He don't need to take no punches upside the head, you right. know? Go out there and box and put on a show for the people, and these people are going to be howling, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. And, and they're going to get their gender going, and they're going to be ready to go, and it ain't going to work, it ain't going to work. So I hope that these guys go out there and act like they got some sense and not try to kill each other, you know, and make a few bucks on the side and, and keep on doing it. But don't go out there and uh,
0: fight like you crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't wanna hurt nobody, Nobody. Huh? <laughs> who do you do th- who do you think is gonna win?
1: Mike Tyson gonna win. He's gonna knock him out. If he if if they get mad, if Mike Tyson get mad, he's gonna knock him out. <laughs> Roy gonna have to catch Mike's Mike gonna have to catch Roy Jones. He gonna he ain't gonna stand Roy ain't gonna stand there. He ain't no fool. Roy is not a fool. He's not gonna stay there and let Mike Tyson hit him on his head. Hit him in his face. Hit him on his body. Mike don't. (laughs) Mike gonna be out there to try to get him. He's gonna try to get him. Yeah.
0: And when I I seen Roy Jones like last couple fights, because he fought like two years ago was his last fight. I think it was in 2018. He wasn't using his legs that much. It was like a slow dude. And that guy had him on the ropes, and he wasn't using his legs. So that's why I'm kind of worried about Roy Jones, because I don't think he's no, he's capable well, of using his legs like he needs to.
1: He's going to have to get in shape. I mean, even though this on the eight-round fight or seven, whatever they're having, mm-hmm. he's going to have to get in shape. he got to be in some kind of shape to go in there and take this boy's punches. Because, you know, we all know Mike Tyson ain't got no sense. <laughs> we all know Mike Tyson is crazy <laughs> yeah. Mike is gonna go get it, especially if this boy hit it. If this boy hit Mike Tyson, he's gonna he gonna have to be you know, he not be ready.
0: Okay, there's one more fighter I wanna talk to you about because he has a an amazing story and it's George Foreman. So we all know how he lost the big fight to um Ali. What was that? That wasn't the rumble in the jungle. That was um what was it called? The Mane. Was yeah. that the, well, uh, the Manila and the thriller in Manila, or that was Joe Frazier? That was
1: I'm in the jungle.
0: Rumble. I don't
1: know. I was with him in the camp over there.
0: <laughs> I was with I was Ali's
1: these flying partner over there with, with George Foreman,
0: you know. Okay,
1: and um, and George is George is a big, strong guy, and, and he's not any, and he don't play, he will knock you out if he can, but. I tried to get George Foreman to fight me. I said, George, fight me. Beat me up, man. Give me some of that money. Beat me up, you know? Uh But I was trying to trick him into fighting me so I can't really get to him, you know? But Mm -hmm. uh, George is a big guy, strong guy, punches hard, and uh, that's all he got. He ain't got nothing else. You know, you, you, you can box and stay away from him like Muhammad Ali did. You got it. You got it made. But I talk Go I talk to George every now and then. I talk to Georgia now then. I call him up to see what he's doing and he's he's a good guy. He make jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> <My damn friend. laughs> Sorry about that. Cliff, I, I gotta look. call
0: you back. Okay. okay. And uh so going into that fight, how did you feel? you in there sparring with Ali? you know what he's what he's looking like? It seemed like everybody in the world just knew he was gonna get killed. How did you feel about it?
1: I wasn't gonna hurt him I wasn't gonna let myself hurt him you know because I know what I know what he was doing and, and was gonna try to do you know because I've worked with him for five years as a sparring partner. him I know him like like my brother, you know right. You know? And he tried to talk me into getting beat. I'm gonna knock you out, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna, don't let me hurt you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna do this, you ain't nothing, you ain't this. And then, you know, I had to go through all that with Ali. All that, a lot of stuff, called me names, called my wife names, my girl name, and everybody names. <laughs>
0: all right.
1: That's Ali's thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I told Ali, I said, just don't get hurt, okay? Don't let me hurt you. Yeah. But if he made me mad, I'm gonna lose my my temper and go get him, and I don't want to do that.
0: Right. What do you think about Foreman? Let's take it back to Foreman. So Foreman, you know, he lost that fight to Ali. I think he lost another one, and then he like retired, or he lost two more, or something like that. Then retired. And then how how big of accomplishment do you feel him? Winning the championship, the heavyweight championship, at that older age when he came out of retirement—is that like a like a huge feat? Like since you came back and you fought when you were a little older, how big you big of an accomplishment do you think that is? And that that was for Muhammad Ali with a hell of an accomplishment for him. People were putting him
1: down. You can't do this. He can't do that. He can't fight no more. And uh, Ali, he was my buddy, so you know he couldn't hardly do anything wrong you know, but uh, when he fought the, uh, George Foreman, you on guys, you know what, I bet it on George Foreman, I bet it on uh, Muhammad Ali, oh. I bet Ali will win that fight with George Foreman. and that's the way that George and I, we, we remain friends, and Ali and I remained we, we friends until the day he passed away, you know, but uh, I had a lot of respect for them guys, and they had a lot of respect for me because they know that I wasn't out there to try to take advantage or, or hurt anybody. I was just out there to try to fight and win, make some money come on home.
0: Right. Do you feel that you get the acclaim that you deserve? No,
1: I don't get it, but it's okay because I know what I did and I know what I could do and I know what I've done, you know? I was, I was <laughs> tell you, I was a bad man out there, man. Put them oh. gloves on me, and ring that bell, I could fight. <laughs> there were no chump in me at all, I could fight. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, yeah,
1: and, exactly. You know, and the critics out there, all the people said say that Larry Holmes couldn't do this, they got to be drunk. Larry Holmes could fight. Didn't mm. take no prisoners, didn't hurt nobody. Intentionally, put
0: enough on them so they they can stop the fight, and that was it. Why do you think it is you don't receive the acclaim that you should, Muhammad Ali? You think he overshadowed that era? Yeah,
1: he shadowed that whole era. Yeah, you know they didn't want to recognize Joe Frazier. They didn't want to recognize George Foreman. They didn't want to recognize nobody. It was all Ali. Ali, yeah, Ali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was okay. I,
0: I, I laughed at it, but I thought it was funny, man. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, well, you were definitely a legendary champion. Like, if people go back and watch some of your fights, man, they'll see. Like, you were probably the best jabbing heavyweight yeah. of all time. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen another heavyweight that jabs like you did. I,
1: I, I told Muhammad Ali I was going to teach him how to jab. but he didn't know how to jab. He splits his jab. He slaps you with it. He don't punch you with it. I knock you out with a jab. But he didn't do that, you know. Right. But, but he was my friend. He was my man. I, didn't try, I Listen, I, I, out of all the years that I worked with him as a sparring partner, I never tried to hurt him. Never tried to hurt him. And he was my man. And when, when, the, when the man ring the bell... Him, him, him and I to get to fighting. Mm-hmm. I said, don't don't get hurt, champ. Don't get hurt. Dang. He's going to curse me out. Shut up, Can I get on you know. <laughs> but don't don't get hurt, champ. That's all. Don't get hurt. Don't let me hurt you.
0: Right.
1: He'll make you hurt him. That's what he do. Like Joe Frazier, he stayed in the corner with Joe Frazier, leaning on the ropes, and Joe banging him on his body and stuff like that ain't made to be banged on and hit and stuff like that. Don't take those shots. But that's Muhammad Ali. He's the champ. (laughs) That's the way he did it.
0: Right. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Let us know what you got, what you like work on right now, because you were telling me about a show or something like that. Tell everybody about the show you have.
1: Well, what we're trying to put together, we we to get all the football players, basketball players, baseball players, whatever we get to come to Easter where I'm at, and we do fundraising. That's it. And we try to raise money and stuff like that. My wife does that. She's been doing it. It's called Heart of a Legend. That's a program that my wife does and stuff like that. And because this weather, you know, this virus, stuff like this, She had to postpone it, but we're going to get it back together again so that we can go ahead and do what we got to do. So a lot of guys like OJ Anderson and uh, Stephen Baker, Bruce Harper, guys like that, they come here, and they help me celebrate. And we get people – Flexigo, yeah, Flexigo came. And we get these guys to come out here, man, and people are surprised. Got all these black guys. Coming into Larry Holmes' house, who are they? Then they come in here and then they surprise and You know, O.J. Anderson and all them guys. If you're coming in my, my house, my yard, and stuff like that. yeah, But it's nice, man. We, we go make the money, have fun, and we go out.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Well, I want to wish you con- um, continued success, and I appreciate your time. You are a legend, one of the best champs. In the heavyweight history, and I appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Looks like you taking care of yourself. You might want to. You thinking about jumping back in the ring? <laughs> I'm
1: 70 years old. I, if I do, I'm going to make 70 years old. I took a better care of myself. <laughs> <laughs>